there's enough opportunity for me to look at you as my sister and be like, yo, and I started to do this thing where I'm like, I'm so happy for you, look at you. Like talking to like the campaign faces and like, wow, we did it. Cause it's like, <laughs> cause if I want to be there, you know, like why not celebrate the person who is there at the moment? Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, a podcast for conscious creatives who are on the journey to reconnect with their authentic soul self. I'm your host, Mikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each week, you'll be hearing stories from creatives across all paths, sharing their lessons, their wins, and how following their intuitive guidance has allowed them to show up authentically. Along with guest episodes, I'll be sharing my own creative journey, as well as the personal wisdom and insight I receive from my spirit guides and cosmic team. I believe that when we reconnect to our soul essence, we are able to show up more authentically in the world. And with that comes a deeper connection to our creativity and abundance. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful and rarest self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode of On the Cusp of Something Beautiful. I hope you all are having a wonderful day and a wonderful week whenever you may be listening to this episode. It is currently, as I, as I am recording this, September 1st, so we have just crossed over the threshold of a brand new month. I'm not sure how you all are feeling about it. I'm feeling, I don't know, I'm feeling like at peace. I'm feeling calm about it. I know that this month for me, especially on a personal slash work note, is really a big opportunity for me to just get further grounded in creating structures and systems that um, really support me. Um, and that's, you know, like I said, personally through the podcast, through other endeavors that I'm eventually wanting to branch out into. And I just had like a really like huge kind of come to Jesus moment, if you will, of just not seeing my, what I do for work as separate for, from, you know, what I do within my own personal business and creative projects and really just embracing that the systems and the structures and the things that I'm having to put in place for work to make work feel more easeful and enjoyable. Like I'm really having to integrate that on, on a level um, on a level that is also translatable into what I am, you know, doing through the podcast and just, like I said, other various projects that I know, um, that I know are, that I know are wanting to come into fruition. So I'm really, really, really working on just getting super clear on exactly where I'm still getting hung up where I may be still feeling a little triggered, where I'm still trying to kind of just bulldoze my way through work and tasks and projects and not taking the space and opportunity to reflect and sit back and really look strategically from a point of view of, is this really working? <laughs> I know you're doing things, you're going, you're moving, you're in motion, but is what you're doing like, 
are the results that you're getting like is like is this working for you you know like how how are these things manifesting into your life does it feel like a struggle does it feel like it's coming easeful and i know i've been harping on this for weeks now probably almost months it could we could be going into you know a couple months now but it's just been feeling really tough and i know a large part of that is because i have not taken the space or the time or the energy or put in the effort to really stop take a step take a beat and just see like okay where are we getting snagged here because we keep getting snagged and keep getting caught on these certain things certain tasks and um, it's just it's just really this is now the time to go slow that's my affirmation for this Virgo season go slow be soft and stay curious that's like literally the best thing I can do right now is just go slow build rebuild slowly rebuild your foundation slowly so that way when weight comes when things come challenges difficulties whatever you want to call them search uh situations and circumstances come that kind of test your foundation you know like you're good you're sturdy you're secure and so that's really the lesson that i'm taking away from this virgo season um it's just to really go slow the only way you can build something well is to build it slowly you know and finding joy in building, finding joy in building. So hopefully that um, resonates with someone else listening because listen, this is, I just had a beautiful uh, podcast interview today with a, a, a friend and her name is Jayla and uh, she was just dropping so much wisdom and just so many beautiful gems of really just confidence and trusting ourselves and allowing ourselves to go slow and to have moments of rest and pause and reflection you know and it's like things that we know we know we've heard all if you're listening to this podcast i'm pretty sure somewhere along your path and journey you have heard this all see i heard it all before we all heard it all before but sometimes we forget you know sometimes we forget life really gets crazy and hectic and chaotic and we just forget those really 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 foundational principles so it was so inspiring just to be in conversation with her and just to be reminded of like yes like we knew this but we just need needed to be reminded we needed to have this mirrored back to us in such a way that it really 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 resonates and kind of hits deep you know like that's the shit that needs to be seeded into our nervous system and into our chakras and into our mind and our bodies and all of that so that way when these challenges come to kind of like test our resolve, like we already know like, oh no, I got this. You know, I've, I've, I've been down this road before. She ain't cute. <laughs> so I know what I need to do in order to, you know, stay um, sane. Okay, stay sane. <laughs> Alrighty, um, enough of that. I want to keep this intro super short. I don't really have anything else to touch base with you all on. Um, this episode will be coming out late this week. My apologies. I, I, uh, you know, we're still, like I said, we're still working on creating these better systems and structures so that way we can be on schedule. But in the meantime, I'm going to have grace for myself because I am a one-woman show. And um, juggling a lot of balls, spinning a lot of plates, and we're just working on how can we reduce a lot of the um, 
things that are on our plates and the things that are on our shoulders so that way we can really have time and, and, and be able to focus on the things that really matter to us. So um, I just appreciate you all so much for your patience and, and for your for your resilience <laughs> as I am just really working through a, a, a little bit of a cumbersome time for myself, you know, and it's a learning process. It's a learning curve. Um, this is the first time I am juggling a podcast and a, and a full-time job. When I first started this podcast, it was in the, the end of the, um, 2020. So we were like still deep in the pandemic and I didn't have a job. So, you know, and was still struggling even then, but you know, now it's even more of a, of a challenge, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I am here for the lessons. I am here for the growth. Um, and so we're going to ride this rate, not the rave. We're going to ride this wave until we get into our rhythm and flow. Okay. That's how that's going to go. And I just thank you all in advance for your patience and understanding. Um, so this week on the podcast, I have such a wonderful guest. Her name is Marsha. Um, you can find her on Instagram at Marsha Creates. And I want to refer to her as Marsha Creates because that's how I've been referring to her. <laughs> no, she's such a cool, 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 cool spirit and human being. And, um, I so deeply loved our conversation. Like, I mean, wow, I got so much beautiful insight from her as well. I mean, all of the guests that I have that I have on this show are just so amazing. <laughs> it's no wonder my spirit feels called to these people because they just carry so much wisdom and insight from their own journeys and challenges and, you know, having to overcome certain situations. And they, they just come on here and bring all this profound wisdom and insight and it's nourishing and supportive um, for me. So I, I'm so positive that it's going to be just as nourishing and supportive for you all as well. But um, Marsha is a multifaceted creative. So as you all know, that's the, the general theme here. <laughs> And um, she has a really inspiring story, which is how she has um, journeyed through different creative mediums. And that's what we really dig deep on within this episode. And um, I think the more that we're able to hear stories like this, like people who are doing so many different things and figuring it out as they go, like I think it's just super expansive for us all to just like rest assured that you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to... You know, you don't need 10 million followers or 10,000 followers or 100,000 followers in order to be successful or, or seen or validated or any of that stuff. So we really dig deep on, on that as well. And just like honoring our process, honoring our journey. Like, and I think the more we can do that, the more we can have, hold space for ourselves and gratitude for our journeys and the people um, who come across our path. So I'm going to stop blabbering. And we're going to get into this episode with Marsha. How was your day? Um, you know what? I had a really good day. That's it good. was busy. I'm tired, but it was a good day. It was a, a like a well experienced day. Productive, yeah. moved quickly. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. She gave me the things. She gave me the things. She gave yes. me the moments. Yeah. You know, some days it's like you gotta make it like you gotta find what was good about it. Like, oh no, mm. you know, this is a good day because uh, if you turn it this way, you can see that. Uh, <laughs> you gotta play Tetris, right? In the, right <laughs> like right in there, there's that one moment. We yeah. Nah, this day was like, I think I had like 
very tangible things for me mm. that mean I had a good day. So. Mm, oh, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for being in conversation with me. I'm so grateful to, to chat and to like low-key catch up. <laughs> But before we get into any of that, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Just tell us your name, where you're located, what you do. Yeah, so my name is Marsha Kim. I am located in Brooklyn, New York. I'm an artist, I'm a model, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm a creative overall. Yes. And a painter. Well, I said oh. artist, but like, by artist, I mean painter, illustrator. Okay. Uh, like digital, mm -hmm. you said illustrator or do you like what? What's your medium? Oh wow! Um, currently it's like pen and ink and paint. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where yeah. do you where do you showcase this stuff? With I haven't seen anything on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. The thing is, it's there, but it's not prominent. So like, okay. I have like in my carousels, I'll include like some of my ink drawings. Okay, and then like. I've done a few reels with my paintings, but really I'm in a, I used to say I'm courting mm. my painting back, like I'm courting, mm -hmm. getting back in courtship with painting, just because I've done so many, like, I started off as an artist, as a painter, okay, and then like, it developed into, it's grown and taken many different paths, yes. many different platforms and medias, and, and um, I left painting and now I'm kind of like, hey, baby. Remember Hi. me? Hi. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And that's actually kind of, I'm glad that you brought all that up because that's actually what I wanted to kind of uh, hit on at the start of our conversation. Because when I met you, I don't know if you remember this, I met you on the train in Brooklyn, on the A train. And at the time you were doing, and I don't know if it's still around, so we can tap into this uh -huh, as well, uh -huh. but you were doing Tribes of Joseph and you invited me to one of your events at Cafe mm -hmm. Urzuli. Shout out to Cafe Urzuli. Yeah, they're doing great. <laughs> and uh, and that's how I got connected with you. I went, me and my roommate went, and um, I was like, okay, this is really dope. And so then I see, as I follow you on Instagram and stuff, and then I'm seeing, you know, fast forward pandemic and everything. I'm seeing a model and I was like, wait, is she a model too? So <laughs> yeah, like let's talk about that progression. So you said you started out as a painter. Like yeah. when did Tribes of Joseph come about? Like when did yeah. modeling come about? Like how did, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, you know, I think the most like poetic and pleasing <laughs> answer to here is like it's all been there. Mm -hmm. um, but the real gutter, the real <laughs> answer is... is I so like it, I I like my thing growing up was art, you know. Because mm. like, listen, I might not give you that paper all the time. Mm -hmm. but we'll paint you something, mm. you know. It was always the thing I kind of like found myself in the most. Okay. And so, um, I I guess my career as an artist started in high school because I worked for a nonprofit that employed youth. Hmm. Um, in Boston and they trained us on how to paint and they sold our paintings as well so I learned a wow. lot about like working in my craft and then I went to art school mm -hmm. in Massachusetts okay and um, I studied fashion design because uh. I felt like yeah I was like you know what like I felt like that and I was sewing and and so it wasn't like random mm -hmm. like I was sewing 
I was painting. I was sewing clothes. Mm, I was sculpting like anything I could wow. get my hands on in high school. Like I was doing art competitions. Whoa. Yeah, with like N double Axel. Like I went, like I traveled. All for right. So, yeah. So, you know, like I always knew, like, okay, this is my thing because it's really like working for me, you mm. know? And fast forward to college, um, freshman, at the end of freshman year, we had to declare, like, you know, what's our major? Mm-hmm. And I was already sewing, you know, mm-hmm. um, and drawing designs since I was a kid. I was like, well, I can get a job in this, so let's do this. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I worked and after college, up until pandemic, like up until two years into pandemic, I, I've been working in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, within that, there have been like, so what is that, nine years, nine or 10 years in fashion. Okay. Within that, I always, like, my sister had a nonprofit in Haiti. I'm Haitian. Mm, Yes. Okay, there's the basis. I'm Haitian. Mm -hmm. And my family, like, we lived in Haiti for three years of our lives, you know? Mm. And um, more than three. Like, for me, it was four. For them, it was more. And our, our parents always made it, you know, kind of a priority for us to know where we came from and to be Mm -hmm. proud of where we came from. Um, which is IT. So we lived there and um, I went back often um, as an adult once a year. My sister had an NGO out there mm. and I would serve with her, um, like doing content creation, just helping her and coordinating. And through that, I really fell in love with Haiti and helping, um, empowering. I wouldn't say helping, mm. more like empowering my people. Um, as an adult, because, you know, when you're a kid, like, and I would say, like, my years in Haiti just contributed so much to who I am as an mm. individual. Like, there's certain things, there's a perspective, there's there's certain experiences that don't bound you to certain, like, there's certain things that are looser in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. For so many, for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. But Tribes of Joseph came about because I was working in fashion. And I really wanted to, again, like I always had, I actually, at the, t- at the time I was like, at the time I was Christian, I had a vision mm. and I was like, okay. I never wanted my own clothing brand. Cause I knew like, oh, okay. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. Huh. I'm not here for it, but I had a vision and this inkling that was kind of like, yo, you should do something. And so I think it took me like three years to actually launch okay. tribes. And the goal with that was really to like produce clothing, mm-hmm. um, design clothing made out of Haiti and like really like giving back or empowering. Right. I don't really okay. care for the term giving back. Cause mm-hmm. that kind of insinuates that like when you give someone something it's valued, but like, there's certain things. How do I, I think the weight of something that's earned or the weight of something that honors who you are is like, mm-hmm. like getting a gift just to get a gift is cute. But when someone thinks about you and they get you something that you need or something mm-hmm. that you truly desire, mm-hmm. like something deeper than just here, I got you some like canned food drives and backpacks. Right. Like, okay. But it's like more thoughtful and intention of like, Hey, I would love to like employ you. Like, 
give you a better, like help mm-hmm. you help your economy, like help you grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what tribes came about. And tribes was my baby for, I think three or four years. Wow. Um, yeah. Like I wrote it out into the first year of the pandemic, but at that point I was, I was burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, um, I think just in terms of time, timing is everything right mm-hmm. um the second year of being in tribes um haiti's political um i'm gonna say political atmosphere got really hot okay um and that was before the president was assassinated that's when the first like more outward like displays of Hey, this isn't working for us. Mm. Or there's something going on happened, and we had just left the country right before they like bombarded like certain Western hotels. Like, oh, was, wow. like, like we left the country literally three days. Me and because I was out there for production and mm-hmm. for an organization I was with, we left three days right before like the hotel we were staying at was like trashed. Um, the airports were closed down. So we left three days before that. Wow. So that full year, it was kind of like, can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. And then after that year, the pandemic hit. Okay. And I was just like, all right. This you know is a sign. Like, <laughs> I was burnt out at work. Um, I had a sobering reality of what it would take to, because you, I, at that time, wanted to leave my job, my full-time job, Mm -hmm. um, which fashion had turned into a money-making source, and, like, I was working corporate, so Mm -hmm. the artistry of it kind of died out for me. Girl, I'm right there with you. We probably left our job at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, I'm curious to find out what you're doing in the world outside of, like, your beautiful podcast. Oh, thank you. Right now, I am a community manager for an online photography course. Um, so that's been really great. And I, I took a break during the pandemic, too. I I left my corporate full job August of 2019. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, you know, I was in New York, so freelancing, doing a whole bunch of little gigs and here and there mm-hmm. or whatever. And then the pandemic hit like six months after I quit. <laughs> so you know how that worked out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was, I was, luckily I was able to get on unemployment for like the full duration and just like sit and just sit and sit and sit and all of my shit, like a lot of us did. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's when I was like getting inspirations and downloads and things of like what I wanted to create and how I wanted to exist in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I ended up like starting a business and a course and and all these different things and just like, yeah. And, um, and you know, it's, it's all growing. It's literally like a year, two years in now. I mean, I think it might be like a year and a half in now. And so now I have this full-time role when I'm, when I'm learning so much and it's great. And I'm really starting to understand like what it takes to be an entrepreneur because I work for an entrepreneur. So yeah. it's, it was, that was the sobering reality for me because I was like, just trying to figure it out on my own. And, you know, like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like I love, you know, buying other courses and, and, you know, making stuff shake, but sometimes you just need that like structure of like, this is what, oh. you know, could be possible for you if you really get that foundational aspect of like being an entrepreneur and, and, and a creative too, like, cause those two go hand in hand. <laughs> But if you really get those foundations set, like then you can really see that growth and take off. And I was low key like 
trying to skip some steps because I didn't know any better, you know? Yeah, no, I was trying to, that's tribes. I was trying to skip all the steps. <laughs> you like, uh, let's get to Z because A through whatever else, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> Y'all trying to buy this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, we trying to make this, like, you know, and, you know, it's just kind of like, but the thing too is it's like, I feel like art isn't valued as much as people value, like, I'm a headshot thunder mm-hmm. i you know i have a daycare yeah or like i have a mopping business and it's like <laughs> you know like i don't know maybe those minds are more analytical and strategic in those mm-hmm. ways and they're not also creating things so it's like very cut and dry to build your business like yes they're running across the same hurdles as mm-hmm. we do as entrepreneurs but i think like in terms of like societal mindset Mm, concepts mm-hmm. around it because it's yes. like art artists for making things that it, it's my hobby mm-hmm. it's my passion <laughs> it's the yeah. thing. and it's like oh no like I need to like value what I do yes what I just create. like someone can be like oh I can make you millions and you want to like yeah I'll give you all my money mm-hmm. I can make you like I can I can make a piece of artwork that'll make you happy and that's priceless okay um, so but, it, but it's got my... a price to it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, feel that, I... man. I really do. And it and it, it's taken me, I feel like I'm still constantly like pulling back my own um limiting beliefs around being an artist and being a creative and being in having sustainability financially in that realm because it's just not not only is it not taught to us, but like you said, it's not it's not quote unquote glorified or like, you know, pushed upon us or encouraged. That's the word. It's not encouraged as much as some of these other career field paths, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. even like when I was creating my course and just really like figuring out like, okay, like who do I want to connect with? Like, who do I want to be in community with? You know, like even, even if I am like, you know, helping them along their healing journey or whatever, and it just always came back to creatives. It always came back to creatives. And like, I kind of, I'm like, no, I need to be like, you know, business people who da 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 like blah, blah, blah. And I finally, like this year, I was like, back to square one. Like, duh, this has been the, the guidance from jump. You just didn't want to see it because of whatever yeah. beliefs that you yeah. had around what it means to be a creative. Yeah. 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 I can, um, I get it. I think like, <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, like, oh, how I ended up in model. Mm, yeah, let's so, talk about that. Yeah, because it ties into like just where I am and why I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of just tired saying, yeah, with him. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Like, you know, it's like a very, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, okay. Uh, I've had conversations over the last year. Mm with wealthy creatives peers who do make money mm. who do see abundance from their work and mm. that's been very powerful and that's been like the, and also just paying attention like even when it comes to modeling who's working what jobs and how much they're making and just letting that be the be the beads that string along like associating abundance joy and purpose and one Ooh, girl Ooh wow yeah like i can 
with what God has given me, be wealthy. Mm. I can be happy in doing it and I can experience fulfillment from it, you know? And that's really like, for me, you know, (laughs) you know, okay. So, I'm like, okay, like, eyes on no eyes. Eyes on, they're like, it's nighttime, baby. It's not. So, we're going to reel me back in. Mm -hmm. So, Shorty was in the pandemic, very depressed at her job because it was Mm. a very corporate job. Even though it was in fashion, it was corporate Mm. white culture. (laughs) And I was just, it wasn't for me. I didn't feel it. I knew the minute, like, I knew before I took the position as a full-time position that the company wasn't a right fit. And Mm. I rolled myself down to the ground with Mm. it, essentially. Close to the ground, close to the ground. I had to leave before then. I was like, yo, I'm not mentally well here. Like mm-hmm. I had to realize like I was struggling in terms, I was struggling emotionally. And um, I was trying to have a solid plan. Like how oh, my business is set up and like, I'm in a good place to quit. And like every time I did, I would go on some trip or do something mm-hmm. and the money wasn't there anymore. And so like, you know, I was talking to my therapist about it. And I was just like, I'm not the type of person who comes out with a plan before I exit. Mm. I was like, I'm not even in a space to imagine right now. I was like, I just, what is needed of me, I don't have it in my tank to do it. Like mm-hmm. the whole like, job. I was like, Yo, I'm tired and I need a break. Yeah. And that's what it did. Um, and, but what happened was a year and a half prior, I was at a workout class. Right, because I had just broken up with somebody, and I was like, mm. "Get my getting back in shape." All right. <laughs> and um, I was at this workout class with my best friend. Um, and at the end of the class, I was getting my stuff, and Drew Barrymore was there, but my stuff was behind her. Ooh, so I was like, "Well, inside was like, well, the class, inside of the locker room after the class." And the class is actually called the class. Funny enough. Wow. Come so on, I was Drew. like, okay, girl, go ahead and walk in the rain. I was like, you better walk in the rain and go viral with your rain walking. You saw that? No. She's like, when life really walk in the rain. Anyways, circling <laughs> back to what matters. So my stuff was behind her, and I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, not my whole life being behind you, girl. So I was like, well, <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. So yeah. I was like, oh, excuse me, like you know, my stuff's behind you. And she's like, oh, of course I'm here. I'm like, ha. <laughs> You know, and um, her friend was like, "Hey, do you model?" And I was like, "I sure do." <laughs> Wait, had you ever modeled at, prior to that point? Okay, I had. I was. I'd been modeling. I would say throughout college, okay. we were always taking like pictures because we had a career. Me and a, my crew at the time, we had a a blog. It was called So Ambitious, Ooh. and it was it was for black women who were just doing like art blogging and we kind of blew up we were a little ting ting out there wow um, and we did photo shoots for the blog all the time so like that was really like my entering into like i always kind of wanted to be a model mm-hmm. and i went to um i wanted to be a model and it was kind of like at the time it wasn't inclusivity it was mm-hmm. 
nothing yeah. is included just your bones yeah so you know <laughs> we would only like bones and height <laughs> um so yeah so i i had been like you know knowing how to take pictures for a while and i got even better at it because my roommate had launched her own film and video mm. um per- company and very often she would need like she's like yo come like jump in and take a picture for me or like wait is that house of malcolm yeah yes <laughs> she would jump she would be like oh yo can you uh and like it was it was always like kind of not always random but like it definitely helped me shape my comfort in front of mm-hmm. the camera and my mm-hmm. knowledge of like just what it takes like just seeing her and her sister do that production and Mm -hmm. being a part of quite a few of their productions it was experience and comfort you know um definitely different than it was just creative freedom to Mm -hmm. like be um so definitely we had like there was there was a underlying story building up Mm. there was an underlying story there's always been an underlying story building up Mm -hmm. and so um she asked us, hell yeah, girl, what you, <laughs> what you think I'm here for? So, um, I did the shoot with Drew Barrymore. Wait, what? My... Oh, did I skip? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were in the gym and her friend asked me if I modeled and I said yes. And that was and, it? Yeah. And then they like put me, they were like, what's your rate? And my best wow. friend asked her friend who was a side model. Cause I was like, what is my rate? I was like, I don't know what to ask for. I'm happy just to model. And she's like, no, you need to charge. Like you need to find out what the industry rate is. Cause you've mm. been saying you want to model. You need to find out what the industry rate is and charge them. Cause she's big on, she's business expert. Mm-hmm. Um, Sally. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. Um, Shout out to Sally. Da- at I am Don on Instagram. Um, Argentinian crazy crazy lady she's not crazy <laughs> like we just we just kind of like we're like flames mm-hmm. right by side but anyways <laughs> she's like yeah you know you're gonna charge and so she asked her friend and her friend was like yeah i charge about a thousand dollars for a day especially if you're like beginning you know and i was like ah. okay okay so i was like okay and you know i like wrote it with shaky hands in the email right wow. My, i charge a day rate of a thousand dollars and um, her friend who was finding the creator was like, okay, great. We'll send you the details when it's time. And they sure did. And I sure wow. did go on set. And it was a great experience. And when I was on set, one of the makeup artists, I believe her name was Alexandra, was like, you're really good. You look like you, are you like, what agency are you with? And I was like, I'm not assigned, you know? I was like, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I do this for play, girl. And she was like, I'm going to put you on with this agency. So my first agency was We Speak, which is a great agency. Wow. Um, they really, like, helped me. They really helped me get into being a commercial model, like, mm-hmm. um, getting in front of the Like, just getting me some of my first bookings um, outside of Flower um, and just community of models and just, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, I left. So that's how I got into um modeling my first agency was we speak i'm with stets now but mm. that's how i got into modeling wow. oh boop oh boop, boop, boop. sorry y'all <laughs> sorry listeners we're gonna have to like just take your notepad out and like do the little tic-tac-toe sign from here to there to there 
Um, you know how they do in the cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. So what happened? What happened was mm-hmm. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. I can't. And I was like, I'll just focus my energy on modeling because at that time I was, I think I was booking maybe one, three or four jobs a year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I get more jobs, I'll be okay. Five jobs. Um, <laughs> No, that was my hold of hand. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, that was the plan, girl. But anyways, it, it takes, you know, everything takes longer. I've been doing well. I've been doing well. I've been like, things I are mean, moving. girl, I saw, last time I checked, I saw Revlon. I was like, yes, come on, Revlon. And I saw <laughs> you doing something. Um, What was it with the drag queens? What was uh, that? That looked so dope. It was it was it. I don't, I don't want to say the wrong program. No, was it? Was it legendary? I, that's what, that's what I wanted to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I know there's like the another legendary. one too, and I couldn't remember. <laughs> oh, that's my house. That's my ballroom house, yeah. Saint Laurent. My ballroom name is Black Kim Saint Laurent. Yes. Um, and we had gone to a ball that was being. It was a legendary launch party, mm. um, essentially. So for this uh, season. But I think I encapsulated, uh, yep, left my job modeling. Um, and I really let a year sink in to just mm-hmm. be and heal. Because um, I had, like you said, you had to sit in your shit. I had to sit mm-hmm. in my shit tie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah, here I am. Ty ended up in modeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm full time, I would say. Um, Okay, so now you're you're full time, full time. Listen, one thing one one thing I've learned is you know what? It is a stream. Mm. It's a stream because full time the thing like I was like yeah 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 yeah. I I, (laughs) I'll put it this way I created availability. For when I'm needed to do the work, I'm available. Mm, I love that. Excuse me. But modeling in itself is a very, like, it's a free, it's the ultimate freelance job. Mm-hmm. In the sense of, in the most, like, you know how sometimes as a freelancer, it's like, you might get a gig. Consistently, you're going to get a, a gig for a few, like, multiple days, mm-hmm. maybe a reoccurring client. But modeling is like, so much of it is out of your hands mm-hmm. in terms of like castings, in terms of representation, in terms of opinions, in terms of the industry slow. And so it gets a little um, unstable mm-hmm. and that's just part of it. Um, it but the, the thing is like, you know, you might have times where like you could cast for so many things and just do nothing mm-hmm. or like, months and then out of nowhere you get another booking or you pick up mm-hmm. and like some of the models who are the busiest now you know they've been in the game for like a minute so it's like you know you in my mind i'm like i want to i have a number mm-hmm. and i have like a, a fellow model who i'm like i want a career that's similar to hers but like I'm seeing her work in all over the place because it's her time to do that. Mm, ooh, because ooh. she's. Oh, I felt that in my heart. I felt it in my whole body. I felt it in my spirit. It's her time. Like she's put in the work. 
she's like a master at her craft you know what i'm saying and also you know her looks in her face is in for this category and and i don't want to limit her to a time because like most things you grow on to other things there's something right now i'm like okay you know what i'm getting certain jobs that i like other jobs i'm like oh okay this is kind of cool okay cool Mm -hmm. i'll smile and say cheese i'll say cheese but you know what that's where i am right now that's the truth is that's where i am that's what i'm like you know the what i'm getting is where i am and Mm. there's nothing and i can be the best at where i am right now and also build out other things to support me so very long-winded way of saying i'm at a place where i'm like okay shorty so we need to bring in extra revenue Mm mm-hmm um, and I'm courting painting and it's not, we're not going to pressure painting. Yeah. We're not going to put the, you know, not me, not me in this accent. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to put the, I'm not going to put the pressure on mm-hmm. painting because I don't want to do that because that's not what we, that's not the place. Mm-hmm. And modeling, I can only do but so much. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm doing my job there, then the rest will follow. So what mm-hmm. can you put more control on? So yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah kind of oh i guess i say it um yeah <laughs> um, you so, right no, no no no, you're right so i decided like of all the skills i had like i was like i don't want to go back to technical design and fashion design like just very deeply in me i'm like i don't want to do it for money like i don't want to do it don't send me back there my inner child your last podcast you talked about your inner child she's mm-hmm. like and me and her we she'd be like she's not a brat she has her reasons for kind of not wanting to do things Mm -hmm. but we we have conversations like all right what do you what is it that you actually want to do okay what are you willing to do and she don't want to go back to technical design Mm -hmm. so um i do have social media and content creation skills so that's where i am that's that's what we're building out for revenue Mm -hmm. in addition to modeling and we're also looking at like wow i'm giving my whole life out um (laughs) This is going to be expansive for someone else's listening. Yeah, you know, you kind of just, I guess, when you're like, oh, you're kind of, you know, the fundamental things and just realizing what mm-hmm. it is. Um, one of the fundamental things is like, in order to make money, and I love to hear that you have an online program business, you know, because the only way to make money is to set yourself up to make money and to charge your what you want for what you offer and give to the world because you need to live yeah i was over here like being broke is not cute anymore no. and it's stressful and i don't want to do this and i do not want to have to get a nine to five job to support myself because that's not the vision i have for myself mm. so here i am we gonna figure out it's real early on it's real early on that's why when you're like we're here i was like ah, we're here <laughs> we're here are here Mm. and I loved so much like excuse me and I was actually gonna bring this up because when you had first talked about you know you getting into modeling you're like yeah I'm growing I really and I wanted to touch on that so when you said that piece about you know this model whose career that you know you admire um it being her time and like you had you said it was so much like acceptance peace so much confidence and that's why it just I felt that so deeply because I know that's something that I struggle with a lot like I feel like I come from a place where you know I'm like I 
I feel like I paid my dues and I worked hard and I busted my ass and I struggled and I did this and da 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 da. In other sectors in my life, in other categories, yeah, sure. But now we're, we're now we're trying new things and different things, and they're asking us to show up differently and, and to see ourselves differently and to act differently. And that's new for us. That's extremely new for us. So mm-hmm. we need to have several seats and just be patient and relax. And it's so funny because the other, I could feel myself just kind of spiraling out into this like energy of just being impatient and frustrated. And I don't, I don't know how your guides talk to you, but my guides talk to me very real. <laughs> and I could just hear spirit just getting like irritated with me, like, damn girl, like you up next, sis, just wait, like just be patient. And I was like, ooh, you are so right. Like, just be patient. Like, trust mm-hmm. that you are up next. Just be patient. Like, it's coming. And so mm-hmm. I just, I would love to just kind of dig in a little bit deeper, like how you came into this. For me, it felt, when you said that, it felt super grounded, like, I'm going to go focus on what I can control. I'm going to do what I can do. Like, how did you even get to that place? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I, well, one, I mean, I stalked her. Yeah. Mm. Not stalked her, but I really, like, scroll down, scroll how long mm-hmm. has she been modeling how long and, mm-hmm. and you know i'm like how long has she been doing this and even with artists as well like anybody i'm like oh i like what their creative path looks like mm-hmm. and this is something a lesson i've had to learn because in life i've been trying to skip over the process mm-hmm. you talked about that earlier yeah we be trying to skip hop skip and jump listen i'm trying to skip the process right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm finally at peace with the fact that there's a process Mm -hmm. and so you know i'm over here stressing out you know like at the time i had two agencies and i was like and you know like i I did this um mindset Mm -hmm. workshop and i knew this stuff too but i did this mindset workshop i was like selly my best friend was like oh you should do this mindset workshop and i was like her name's Tracy. I was like, Sally, I don't want to have this white woman tell me about my mind. I was like, this is, I was like, these are all white people. Like, I don't need no more white energy in my life. And she was like, okay, just do two days. If you don't like it, like it's money guaranteed back. And I trust her and I'm like, all right, whatever. And she's very like, Sally, she's Latina, but she's white presenting. So like, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you didn't, if you didn't hear her speaking to her mother or somebody in Spanish, or she didn't tell you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily assume, um, She's and she's and I was like first day like and I was like all right whatever you know I'm lucky I love you and <laughs> and I and I'm like of course I'm the only black person here she's like, just, 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 just do it and you know first day I was like all these happy ass white people fuck y'all fuck y'all just you any money and then you know like day two I was like right, I'm gonna and then there was a moment like I very much so knew I needed. I was in a space where, um, you know, I hadn't had any bookings mm-hmm. or I hadn't, I, there was a dry spell of bookings. My money had already run out and I was just in this space of just like lack and need, mm. but also sobered. Like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, girl, like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, but not just that, also just like bigger things I wanted. Like, as I started to, you know, leading up to that, I was, let me show you this book. 
there's this book called A Woman's Guide to Unbound Power. Ooh. It's mm-hmm, another Sully, another Sully. Like I, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Okay. Um, okay. Um, and it's a book about desires, and it's written by a dominatrix, and she's right. Um, and she, but she's not just a dominatrix. She teaches women how to like use that dominatrix, like her learnings in working with a monastery monk and being a dominatrix to support her way through it. Wow. She really talks about like understanding your desires deeply and communicating desires deeply and tapping into them. And what's funny is pandemic. This was what my shit was during the pandemic. Mm. my shit was i was always like whatever you want is what i want mm. what do you want i want that too what do you mean what do you want like i was always just not really having not being firm in what i wanted mm-hmm. um and not really knowing what i wanted honestly so over the last what is it four years okay is it four or three years now since the pandemic yeah girl this is only like year two nah <laughs> that was cute <laughs> it feels like it was three years three years mm-hmm. i'm gonna say panty was three years <laughs> panty panty is three years old um i really had to like start paying attention to what i like what mm-hmm. i want mm-hmm. what i think i had broken away from my religious structure at the time mm-hmm. i had broken away from yeah that was a big breakup for me, my religious structure. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, what do I believe? And outside of, cause a lot of the things I wanted were tied into my religion at the time. Okay. So I was like, well, when that's not a major factor of what I want, mm-hmm. what do I want? And the beautiful thing is a lot of those things full circle back, you know, mm-hmm. um, Just a more authentic version. Yeah. yeah. And so in reading that book, I've been doing work in desires, but now that. it's, yeah, like getting clear on what you want and feeling it. Cause I was very like, I was very, and I still can fall into the space of being indifferent about something mm-hmm. or not being excited and showing up and doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Cause a part of me is like, yeah, girl, we ain't trying to like look stupid. Yeah, girl, we ain't trying to fail. Yeah, helps and, be disappointed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I learned like when I was like, well, why don't I have to drive this fire? The thing was people were like, well, you're not connected to it wasn't people i think maybe i had a moment where i was like even with tribes it was like i liked it not that i liked it it was important to me but i didn't want it enough to do the hard work that Ooh. was necessary to take it to the next level Ooh. like tribes was like beautiful i loved the community that was built in tribes i loved the experiences i loved like we connected through tribes mm-hmm. like there was just so much beautiful kind warm community mm-hmm. and yeah, a ex- lot of support when i went to that yeah. event i was like whoa like people showed up it was beautiful and it was beautiful mm-hmm. to create that space for people as well because mm-hmm. tribes was as much as it was for me it was for people yeah. like it was for like i wanted people to experience spaces where they could just be and feel mm-hmm. joy and be happy and like get in tune with their feelings mm-hmm. and like i was like i'm gonna put my feelings out there i hope it encourages y'all to do the same yeah yeah <laughs> but sure. even with that when it was time to take it to the next level i think a part of me was like, mm, no, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like my inner child was, mm, no. And so we had to like talk to her about what was that? Mm, no, because it comes up continually. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So in that work, um, it's been, well, you're not really connected to what you want deeply, or maybe you're not actually going after the heart of what you want truly deeply or honest with yourself in that way. So that's what we've been working on. Wow. That's like, but that's so powerful and that's such deep work. And I love that you're bringing this up because literally I kind of had a little bit of, of a moment of that myself in the, the past couple of days of just being like, it's like, I, I know what I want, but I think your point, like having that deep connection to it and like trusting that like this feeling that I'm feeling in the, that's that's connected to what I'm seeing in my third eye and like that futuristic aspect mm-hmm. of self, like that is real and that is mine and I will have that and I will get to that, but I have to go through this process in order to get there. And that's where I tend to waver a lot because mm-hmm. it's like, I am not, not only not trusting my process, but it's like, I'm not fully invested or trusting in into my future either, into what I envision because I'm so stuck in what I see today. You know what? And give yourself grace for that. Mm-hmm. You said that. Grace, right? Mm-hmm. There's this, and my therapist was the one who said this to me. And I'll circle back to how I ended up okay with the fact that it's her time. Mm-hmm. Um, my therapist said to me, like, um, that's the human experience. The human experience, you're not always on a hundred. And my brother t- spoke to me about this too. He was like, listen, you know, like, excuse me, you're not always going to be on fire for the thing. Sometimes you might not even be on fire for the thing, but it's just knowing that you've made a commitment and a decision to something and knowing what's on the other side of that decision. Like when I said, okay, well, I need to figure out how to make some more consistent income I knew that that would be a decision that isn't always as exciting, mm-hmm. but I needed to connect with my why with it in a way where I realized that I'm like, I could, I see where it fits in the future because I had to figure out where it fits. Mm. Oh, this is kind of, but yes, I, it's part of the job, like not every day. And mm-hmm. because you can, if you can accept that, like you're not always excited about something or always connected, that's okay. Do the thing you have to do recommit to it or like just remind yourself what's on the other side of it and then give yourself grace and keep going keep mm-hmm. doing check in of course and ask yeah. yourself why but yes workshop mindfulness and third day you have no that faithful third day mm. <laughs> Third day, and every day I showed up with a hoodie on. I was like, Sally, what's really good with the... I was like, and she's like, and and what she said to me, and the woman said this to Tracy Litt. Her name's Tracy Litt. She said, um, she said, you're only going to get out of this what you put in it. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, ladies. da 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 and so the third day was about judgment. And um, funny enough, that was the day I think Sally did, wasn't on the call. But the third day was about judgment. Or maybe she was. And she was like, judgment serves 
doesn't serve you. She said, judgment does absolutely nothing for you and you need to throw it out of the window. And I was like, girl, I'm judging you right now. (laughs) Judgment doesn't do anything. And, um, you know, by the end of the talk, I was tight. I was upset. Mm. I was kind of like distrusting, but also realizing I'm constantly in a state of judgment. And I'm glad we're talking Mm. about this because it's good to be reminded about that because you know so you will have awakenings and then like it's you like forget. you keep going yeah, yeah it's like um and and so she's like judgment doesn't serve us um and she said the what we should walk in is an empathy like when we have mm-hmm. empathy and or curiosity that helps us come up with a problem solve a problem or find mm-hmm. common ground but judgment creates a wall mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i was like see i don't know about you no more <laughs> i was like because for sure i was like for sure because but not for sure but then i also realized how, how much self-judgment i was in mm. and so i wrote tracy a nice long little six point question because when and you know i was like i'm always like joking like i don't write but when when i have something to do mm-hmm. when i feel like mm, i need to <laughs> listen six points <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I have the copy because I asked all the questions because I mean, I was paying attention. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm not going to be engaged with all your folks. I don't know who you're from. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know you. <laughs> um, the whole time, whole time, hoodie on, whole time, whole time. Um, so day three, night three. So she would like have me post questions in her Facebook group. Night three, I posted my <laughs> letter mm-hmm. and I was like, she ain't ready for me because I'm also like, I'm smart. I'm sick with the the mind twist, right? <laughs> I'll be like, I'm gonna do something, and then be like, listen, I actually think you're um, you need to have grace for yourself and not do the thing, you know? <laughs> it, like very like, and then know that I'm doing it, but then say, well, it's just where you are. Like the conversation is just like, mm-hmm. it's just type wild. It's just type wild, <laughs> and like I just be sitting like, and I'm really like, and I and I told my therapist this too. Like I'm really good at like fooling people of being aware and like, mm. like I've got my shit together, you know, like I was, um, and she was like, I love my therapist. She's like, yeah, it's okay. Like she'll, she'll call me out. She'll be like, now let's circle back to the thing you didn't want to talk about. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, y'all. But, um, and that's the type of work co-healers I like. Mm-hmm. Co-healers who are like going to call me out on some bullshit. Right. Co-healers who are like, need you to go check in with your heart. Like mm-hmm. not just some like, and your parents, like okay yes that's very true like me and my therapist didn't talk about my parents until like months into like a year into therapy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and okay <laughs> she, we were doing something in there because okay <laughs> I was, but all that to say i wrote the six page well it was one pager mm-hmm. six questions um and um i asked her like you know just questions like, okay, well, judgment doesn't serve us. You know, how will, what's the difference between when you're running an inference and taking information to, mm-hmm. to whatever, whatever situation and judgment. And she was like, the way she broke it down was judgment pretty much. I have to find it and I'll send it to you. I'll send you yeah. the thing. But it, at that moment in that time, 
I realized, and so I became open to the rest of the workshop. Showed up, mm. hoodie on, but I danced with everybody. Like, hey. <laughs> I was like, look at you. I was like, whatever. You know, I I knew I needed, I knew I needed, I decided to show up because I knew I needed it. Mm. You know, I couldn't afford to judge people there. I couldn't afford to judge who was communicating it to me because it was timely with what I needed. Mm. What I needed in that time was to hear that. And um, I received it, you know? And um, with that non-judgment, with that, she also really called us to take responsibility for what we were experiencing. And so I was feeling frustration with representation and feeling like, oh, my agencies aren't developing me. And just identifying certain things in the models I was looking at, like, oh, they have cohesive looks or da 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 and And I had to, like, really just be like, well, Marsha, like, what responsibility and role are you playing in you not being there? Mm-hmm. You know? And when I broke it down to technical things, I was like, oh, okay. So let's, so let's, let's improve your look. Mm-hmm. Let's have, and also realizing I had to remind myself too, modeling's not the end all be all for you. Like this isn't your purpose. This is a part of it. Mm-hmm. And you get to do this. You've chosen to do it. And I know you want to do it well. Um, and you have goals within it, but I, I had to remind myself that this is not the end all be all. And also putting so much pressure, lack doesn't attract abundance. So I was like, well, if you want to magnetize the experiences you want to have, it's not going to happen by you complaining about it. Also, if you want a team of people behind you who are happy to represent you, happy to send you out, you're not going to do it by being like a sourpuss. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let me shift my perspective on my agents mm-hmm. and my representation. Let me shift my perspective on where I am financially. Mm-hmm. Let me shift my perspective on where I am in my career as a model and an artist. And really just say, what am I doing? What's my attitude? Um, and saying like, not holding it to somebody else. Like, yes, my agents, they're putting me out there, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, and yeah, there's other models, you know, doing their thing, but there's the, it's just when I ha- was at pieces at like, you know, what she has or where she is right now in her career, that's what I want. Right. And she's already looking ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to think that, and I had to remind myself, there was a day where she was sitting in your shoes. So mm. that day was like for like, and she's, I think I went back to as far as back as like 2000. 18 you know it was it was looking real normal so i was like okay there's time that goes into this there's consistency there's just certain so after a real breakdown very real breakdown very like well what we gonna do it was just kind (laughs) of and a series of things just a series of just like acknowledging oh my god i'm in lack acknowledging oh my god like i i I need to fix this and then going to these workshops and reading these books that kind of were like making me like connect with hey it's you hey it's you hey it's you how can you take responsibility for yourself Mm -hmm. um and then also just looking at the people i was looking at and and saying like okay i just found peace yeah I found peace because you can only control what you can control. Mm-hmm. 
got to make sure my energy is right to get what I want. So that's so true. And also the thing is realizing that she's me, like we we're different people. And, and that's another thing I have to remind myself when I'm looking at other models who look like me, maybe have the same representation. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're going up for the same job. Excuse me. My friend Ashaya who's a model. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a content creator. She's phenomenal. Um, uh, her name is Ashaya Mave mm. on Instagram at Ashaya Mave. She runs the commercial model guide where she teaches everybody how to, they can be a model. Mm. The friend Sally I was referring, she's a business strategist coach. Ooh. She teaches people. Okay. We might just have people. to uh, connect. Yes. Um, and anyways, now, now that I did the plugs of the people <laughs> that I mentioned. <laughs> Gotta keep it brief. Um, she... The, my friend Ashaya was just she said something that was so dope she was like there's enough room for all of us to succeed and I agree with mm-hmm. that and she was like it shouldn't be that there isn't there should be enough space for all of the dark-skinned women who look like you mm-hmm. and the women who look like me you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. the fact that the industry can make you think there's only room for one dark-skinned girl mm-hmm. that's so unhealthy how many jobs are there out there Y'all don't have to keep booking the same one. In fact, y'all can book the same one and other models. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just enough, there's enough opportunity for me to look at you as my sister and be like, yo. And I started to do this thing where I'm like, I'm so happy for you. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Like, talking to, like, the campaign faces. and like, wow, we did it. Because <laughs> it's like, because <laughs> if I want to be there, you know, like, why not celebrate the person who is there at the moment? Who looks like me, so. That that that's I love that. how Can I you ended say that up like here. one more time. If I want to be there, why not celebrate the person who's there right now? Because mm. I know what it takes. Like it's not even like it's all in here. Mm-hmm. It's the beliefs. Yeah. It's the interactions. Yeah. Um, and that's the hardest work I think we ever do in life. Yes. Is being mindful. Yes. Yeah. And intentional with our thoughts. Wow. This is so much confirmation because I literally like today in my like little morning ritual or whatever I was just I kind of had a moment of prayer and I and I and I know I need to work on my beliefs I know I'm having some limiting beliefs kind of flare back up and Mm -hmm. um spirit just kind of dropped it on my heart like the the amount how do they put it like the amount in which you believe in something is what you need to receive it and Mm. What else they say and how quickly you um are in that space of like true belief determines mm-hmm. how quickly you receive the thing mm-hmm. and i was yeah. like whoa okay spirit ain't a lot yeah and, and i think i've also been having the same thought as well the more you accept something can be true mm-hmm. for you the more ease you have yes. with executing on absolutely it. you know like when when it's like of course i charge a hundred thousand for my digital course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, I'm making a million a year, and I'm giving I back say, to my community. I, re- I, I peep and I receive. I'm in. <laughs> then asking for what you want and mm-hmm. doing the things that it takes within your core value system. Because one of the things is like, oh, money, money, money. But when you have core values, when you honor certain aspects of life Mm -hmm. you honor them you don't have to compromise them to get what you want Mm -hmm. i think that's the gag like you know it's like we've seen like 
shysty, grimy people become millionaires mm-hmm. and run the world. So we think, oh, we have to be that to like mm-hmm. also like right. have influence and impact and power. But no, like, and it's not only shysty, grimy people, right? But majority rules. Mm-hmm. It's like, but we don't have to be that. Right. Like, it's okay to believe like a girl like me, a girl like you can be abundant. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not your dream. Maybe like the millionaire thing is not your dream. And that's fine. I don't oh, know it what is. your... It's multi-billionaires oh, okay. it's though. It's got, it's got mm-hmm. a B on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Loki got a T on it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, then that's what... She, like, it's already out there, mm-hmm. you know? And it's possible. Yeah, absolutely it is. it is. It is. She <laughs> Okay. Yes. So, oh man. That, yeah. That's man, this has been like, oh man. I'm so grateful. Like not even just not only to just hear your story and your journey, which was like powerful in and of itself, but just like so much confirmation that was brought forth today in, in you sharing your journey. And I'm like, this is why. I'm here. This is why I do this. This is why we are, you know, trying to expand and grow and get this show out to to even more people because it's like it's these conversations, it's it's this the communication and just the sharing of knowledge and experience. Like that is what really helps us all to learn and grow and be better and, you know, like just how you you went to that workshop and you weren't feeling it at first, but you walked away with a nugget, you dropped it here like that's like that is the power. That truly is the power. And it's just like, just, just breaking bread and, and sharing our stories. So I thank you mm-hmm. so, so, so much for coming on here and being transparent and funny as all hell. <laughs> thank you for having me. This has been a very easy space to share and also just commune. Like mm-hmm. the, the thing is we're in it together. Yeah. Like wh- what you're trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out. Like, and that's another thing I love about like the people around me right now. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone's somewhere different in certain places. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, even though there's some certain things that you're like, oh, I'm getting it together. What you, you, you whoever's in your immediate circle mm. is growing from you and supporting mm. from you because you have something that is just, there's something like, there's something you bring to the table, mm-hmm. you know? That in this conversation, I brought something. We're, we're seemingly in the same space, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, the fact that you can be consistent and sit here and have these conversations and like we're still what I really wanted to say was this is we're in it and it's messy mm-hmm. it's not like the whole like oh god you need to do <laughs> that is a moody that journey is a moody ass <laughs> it's a moody one like and I think you said in one of your podcasts, you have, you do like your silence, mm-hmm. commitment to silence mm-hmm. to shift your energy. I was listening. I was like, Ooh, mm, I need to try this, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't think I had a point beyond that. <laughs> that's where it is. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's where it is. I love that. And that, you know, I, I did seven days. I think I did six days. It was supposed to be seven days. That is six days. And what I really learned from that, and uh, I actually want to do it again because I was kind of in, in between like house sitting. So I was just like all over the place and I really want to do it mm-hmm. again. But what, one of the things that I really learned about those six days that I really tried to dedicate and commit to that is like every day it looked different. Because at first, you know, lot, you know, that logical mind, I'm going to do it two hours every day for seven days and blah, 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 blah. And then you don't do that. And then you're like, I suck. I'm trash. I'm not going to do this no more. 
So I really try not to like do that to myself. I'm like, no, like how can we make this work? And it went from like two hours to one hour to 30 minutes. It was like, girl, we set your timer for five minutes. That's what we have, five minutes. Set your timer, journal, dance, meditate, whatever you're going to do in this five minutes, like do it. And, mm. it. and so it really just became like, I just have to dedicate some portion of time to really just like connect with myself, you know? Yeah. And you're still doing it today? In my own little way. It's not like at first, because I was like journaling out, like the whole idea of it was like to journal out each day, like what was being triggered, what was coming up for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that I did stick pretty true to. But I like the whole irony of the thing was like how I was spending that time. It was very rarely like silence. It was usually like music. I I got super deep into I'm a piano music. And like that became like my healing. Like I'd start my day, just dance, like just shifting my energy, just like moving any stagnant energy from the night mm-hmm. or from whatever I was like shifting through until like maybe the evening I'd like kind of close out and I like play a song that I found that I was really digging and I just like dance in my living room on my yoga mat. Like it was just whatever I felt like I needed to just like release, you know? And yeah. so it was just, it was just a really powerful reminder to me to like not get so, cause I do that a lot. It's like, I had the idea, great. And I put all these like restrictions mm. around how this yeah. thing can come into fruition and what it must be like and how it has to happen. And then talking about that passion, I lose all, whatever little jolt of inspiration, whatever little spark flame fire I had gone, stamped right yeah. on out. Cause I, back to that Guilty. pressure piece, like I put so much pressure on myself that this must just be the best thing and 100,000 people and 10 million likes and what are you doing Mm -hmm. if you don't have any of that stuff you know and and so that is the thing that I'm constantly having to like the lesson I'm constantly having to learn in every and it's so funny because I see it just in the seven days that I told myself I was going to commit to just the sacred silence it just I see the manifestation of that mindset just in that activity alone, let, let not to mention trying to be profitable, prosperous, creative, doing things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was just like that's why this, this conversation was so timely because I'm like these are these are little moments that I've been having with myself that I've been really coming even to even more awareness and clarity of like this is where you trip and fall. This is where you get stuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just. Um, there's something I learned in that class too is how can how can I have grace? What would grace look like for myself right now? Mm, I just did that for myself last week. Wow. Yeah, like sometimes like for instance, I don't do my own laundry anymore. I drop it off. Oh girl, we, oh, when I was in Brooklyn, whoo, right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you now? I live in well, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Mexico. So I don't live in New York at all. I moved. What? Yeah. I moved last summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember where you, you live, but um I... We can stop recording now. I think at this point we're just talking. Well, let's close out. Let's close out. Let's close out. Where can people oh, find okay. you? If they want to follow you, if they want to support you, any social media that you have that you'd like to share. They can find me on the streets because you know it's summer. Oh, yeah. and... I got the shorts one or whatever. <laughs> okay, no. You can find me at Marsha underscore creates on Instagram. That's M-A-R-C-I-A underscore creates. Um, and Marsha K creatives.com. Oh, okay. We got a website. 
Yes. We setting up the stream. I need to update the website, but really y'all just follow me on Instagram. Um, my email's connected to it. So if awesome. you want to connect, it's there. Awesome. Well, so lovely to have you, Marsha. And I would love to have you back. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do a, a check-in. Let's Absolutely. do a check-in. Absolutely. We we should check back in with each other. Like how like how does it feel to be in the thing that you were like, I'm not in the thing and I want to be in the thing. <laughs> That is so real. I would love to do that. I would absolutely love yeah. to do that. Yeah, we'll set that up for sure. All right. Thank you so much, my love. And we'll see you back here next time. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, beautiful being. I just want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. If there's anything that you heard in today's episode that really resonated with you, go ahead and send it to a friend who could use a dose of insight or inspiration. And if you're really feeling about it, leave a rating and review, letting us know what you enjoyed about the show. Until next time, bye.